Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Vlog by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today... We are talking about Colette and Bad Times at the El Royale. Because we both watched those this week. We had. And we just wanted to do a quick, quick, quick little episode just kind of talking about both of them. Yeah, I don't even think we're going to even like, we might just look at the metascores, but we're not going to really read them. We're just going to just talk about our first thoughts about these movies because, um, you know, we don't have too much to say. <laughs> yeah. So do we want to start with uh, Colette? Let's pull up the IMDb page. Yeah, so we saw Colette at the beginning of the week, and I'm really glad yes. that we did, because I liked it a lot, and I thought that um, Keira Knightley was amazing, as always, but she was extra good in this, and it's about this writer from in, in France from, like, the early 20th century who um, was married to this other writer, and basically she became a ghostwriter for him and the fact that, like, not a ghostwriter, but, like, a writer in place of him. Um, yeah, like, whatever anyone wrote, he would put his name on. Like, he, he had writers working for him. Yeah. And he had a brand, and his brand was Willie, you know. Which is, like, super conceited, because he was, like, a conceited asshole. He but. really was, and, and he was obsessed with her because she was, she was his muse in a way. Yeah, she but, was, like, from a small town. Yeah. Like, on the outskirts, and, and he lived in the city, and uh, and they loved each other very much. Yeah, they loved each other, but the thing is, it's like, as this movie progressed, their marriage started to deteriorate pretty quickly. Yeah. And it basically became Colette um, basically writing these stories about the... About, about herself. About herself and her ideas, and as if she was a schoolgirl named Claudine, and um, these books became so, so popular under Willie's name, and everybody was, you know, reading them. Everybody was buying Claudine-themed things, like perfumes and um, yeah, this, clothes. This and... became such a crazy, like, outrageous trend where just they had they had designed clothes that were Claudine and, like, yeah. a haircut. And, like, it had yeah, gotten so a brand. far. Yeah, like a whole, a whole thing. Everything. So then it, she obviously becomes more and more independent and more and more thinking for herself and basically is a socialite in her own right and discovers her own sexuality as she gets more and more independent. Yeah, which which I feel like the writing helped her in in figuring all of her thoughts out, but but it it was such an interesting concept to where I she loves writing, but mm -hmm. she she never liked writing for Willie because of like the the what is it? The uh, the surroundings that he that he would force her to write in. Yeah. And he would shut the door and make her write in there. And yeah, and they're also very personal. Like, they were, like, exactly about her and her feelings, and, and Willie definitely just used her He exploited her, yeah, for sure. Just just for the sex appeal and... Yeah. And for all that. 
and uh, he becomes. It's just, I, I when we got finished with this movie, I described it as a romp and a roar. Right, that's what we said it was. Yeah, you said a romp, and, then, yes. and Emily was like, "And a roar," because it yeah. is so fun to watch uh, Kira Knightley go off and just be super flirty and just be extremely. Um, just become more and more confident as a character and at one point like her and her husband are sleeping with the same woman and her husband is clearly okay with this with her her sleeping with a a woman but is not okay with her sleeping with a man yeah and um and then she starts so then that goes crazy and they write about it in one of their books and they kind of like take the success together and it yeah. turns out that she wants to be her own independent writer and doesn't want to have anything to do with her husband and uh, wants to be uh, on the stage as a mime and do, like, you know, theatrical stuff. And and then she goes on to, after she breaks up with her husband, she goes on to be the most famous French writer there ever was. I mean, it's it's a really incredible story. I would really encourage you to look her up because as a actual person she has way more than just this film that they go through because they really just go through the beginning of her life yeah and all of her sexual um escapades in the beginning um but i thought it was a really fun movie and you're just you're really enjoying these conversations between her and her husband and and how much of a you know brash uh bully he is he he seems like a pretty good guy until you realize that he's the one holding her holding her back so much yeah he like I don't I don't want to say that he was like you know violent or hurting her but he was definitely hurting her in a way. Yeah, he like, was he was holding her like, back from yeah, her potential. Holding her back and like locking her up in rooms so that she would write cuz he yeah because like this guy he and and he was so caught up in his own ego that he honestly thought that that these Claudine books were were like a partnership that he actually had a say in these where I'm pretty sure he just Added no. in, added in little things here and there just to make it more sexy or to make things yeah. kind of. But in the end, it was all Colette. Like, she's the one who wrote them. She's the one who actually uh, developed these wonderful stories. And yeah, so I mean, I really enjoyed this movie. I really loved Keira Knightley. I thought that she was amazing, and so was uh, Dominic West, who was her husband. I mean. The two of them are so good in this movie, and you should go see it. Yeah, I also really liked Missy, Denise. Oh, yes. Denise Go. So there's a, also a transgender character in this movie, which is awesome. Yeah, she was so awesome. And then that's that's who Colette goes to marry after she divorces um No, Lily. they don't get married. Oh, they don't? No. Oh, they, they live together. They, like, live together. They live together. And then, Sorry. And then if you look up Colette as a, as a person, she actually doesn't... Um, I mean, she definitely she leaves like, Willie for Missy. Yes. But even in, in Colette's real life, she eventually gets married a couple times, has kids, and, you know, I think it's just, Colette was just a person who just loved to express her sexuality and was had the means to do so in the fact that she was of a higher status and a respected status. And I, I loved watching it grow as well. Like, when she was with... The first woman she was with was... Um, Eleanor Tomlinson? Yes. Yes. And, you know, they still kind of... They, they stayed indoors. They, they they only saw each other, like, in, in her house. Yeah. And they, they never, like, went outside or, like, went on dates or, like, did anything. But then... When she started dating Missy... Yeah. She they, was more open with it. And Missy is, is a transgender person man. Yes. So eventually 
Colette starts calling him him. Yes. And her husband's like, why do you keep calling him him? You know, why are you calling her him? And it's just, like, crazy to me that that's, like, you know, something that people wanted even in that time. Yes. And people still have a problem with accepting it today. Yeah, exactly. Which is ridiculous. And I I actually learned that this movie took 18 years to produce. 17 years to get made. Yeah, was that in the trivia? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I saw that. So it the Metascore it got was, uh, what, a 77? 74. 74. Okay, well, all right. I think it deserves better than that because I thought it was, like, a really good screenplay and a really fun screenplay. And um, I think that Keira Knightley is going to maybe get a Golden Globe nomination and I really hope an Oscar nomination. Yeah, I definitely hope an Oscar for, yeah, this... She I deserves really it. Enjoyed this she a lot. was amazing in this movie. She really brought so much strength and so much personality to this character. All right, so let's see. New York Magazine Vulture uh, gave it a seventy. Politeness may be the film's weakest point, whether with its characters or bedroom scenes, but it's hardly something to complain about, especially when the company is this lively. Now you think. I don't know about politeness, but I don't think the movie needed to be polite. No, I thought it, it was very wasn't. bold and upfront with everything, and I liked that. It uh-huh. was very sharp and snappy. Yeah, and I think it's what writing. it needed. Yeah. it didn't need to be polite. Like when, like when Willie farted in front of her. Yeah, and was like, "Well, we're past that now, babe. Bye." And like he was like, "It was so great." You got to like, know the comforts of of living intimately. Yeah, like something like that, and and just so many little things like that were just. It gave so much realness to these people. I felt like these people were real people. Yes. I mean, it was incredible watching that. And it, and it was these little impolite moments that yeah. made them feel really real. Because, you know what? People ain't polite. No. Movies don't have to be polite. Even if they're period dramas like this one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People put up a front. But again, it's... everybody farts. Yeah. You don't, you don't hear about that in Jane Austen's books. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. And Colette was a bold lady. Very bold. And I, she I lived to be quite it. old, and she was very outspoken. And and her one of her books, her most famous book, Gigi, Gigi. was made into an Oscar-winning uh, film. I want to watch that. Yeah, I think we definitely should watch it. Yes, that, that's been on my list of things I want to watch. Oh, I have a huge list. All right, so uh, that was Colette. Yep, that was Colette. So now we're going to talk about um, a movie we just saw yesterday. Two days ago. Friday. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. We, we went Today's to... still Saturday. So it's yeah. still Saturday. <laughs> we went to go see uh, Bad Times at El Royale, which is um, the first movie of our trailer breakdowns that we actually saw. Yes. We're getting there. We're getting there. And that only got a 60 meta score, which makes sense. But let's just, let's just quickly go over the movie. So, obviously, well, spoilers, I mean, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean. We, we should have brought it for Colette, I guess, but. Yeah, I well, guess, whatever. Eh, whatever. But definitely, go see Colette. Um, and then, bad times. So, the movie, it's, it's interesting to, it's kind of hard to describe, because there's a lot of moving parts. So, all these people are at this hotel. That's it. That's the movie. <laughs> That's seriously um, how it felt. It's just about all of these kind of people with all their own backstories meeting together for one night at a hotel, and things go very badly. For everybody. For everybody. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, for everybody. Everything goes to hell. That's what it says. Yeah. And so we got... We and it's 1968. Much, yeah. And I liked how 
it it definitely felt like uh uh right Tarantino-esque with all the with all like room one room you're right right Tarantino yep, exactly and we figured out that the director Drew Goddard is uh one of one of the producers and writers of Lost also the Good Place and he's a producer for Daredevil yeah like very Daredevil prominent producer okay and so everybody expected this movie to be super good and honestly it was fine it was a fine movie it it just was a little bit too scattered not deep enough to really be like so moving or so and i think the which tone totally was a little makes bit sense because this guy wrote for lots which makes sense because i'm i I watched about the first three seasons of Lost and had to stop because things got too scattered. Like, things... It was too it was too insane for me. Like, I, I could not continue. But this totally makes sense. Like, this is how it felt. It felt like a very, like, off-to-the-side, like, Lost episode. And it also felt kind of like The Hateful Eight. Like, I, I posted on Twitter. Yes. Um... Just like a, a less good hateful eight. That's that's what I had posted. Yeah. Um, because that has a very specific tone, and I felt like this movie's tone was kind of wacko, and it, it had some moments where it was a little bit more dramatic, but I think it was trying to be funnier than it actually was, even yeah. though there were some really good lines in it that I think were very good lines. Yeah. And... and so it, it wasn't like a total loss. There, no. there were some there were some good lines in it that I thought that were like I think at one point um, Dakota Johnson is talking to the kid who's the bellhop, and then he he had just got his face blown up and basically like has all these shells on his face, That's right. glass on his face, and then yeah. she's like, he's like, does it look bad? And she goes, I think we're just gonna have to. I think you're just gonna have to live with the fact that things are different now. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, that things have changed. Things have changed. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> it was really a, great. It was a really good line. And, and I think it did fit. It fit with that situation. But like a lot of the times it was like, are we supposed to be sad right now? Are we supposed to be, you know, scared right now? I can't tell what what the director want us wants us to to yeah, see yeah cuz it would kind of throw a curveball in the next minute like it was always and, and it also felt kind of slow like i don't know how something it was quite slow. something with yeah. so much stuff happening in it and and people with very interesting backstories cuz again like like how this compares to lost a lot of the characters i really enjoyed like um like even john ham he was like an fbi agent and he was there we never quite knew why he was there. He was just reporting back to people, saying that there were surveillance stuff all over the hotel. Like, there were bugs in, in all the rooms. There were there were hidden two-way mirrors yeah. where people could record you in your room um, doing scandalous things. Or scandalous just, things or, so that they could make money off of it or something. Yeah, which I thought was a very interesting aspect to the movie, and that was a very cool thing for this hotel, which now just seemed like, because it, it was always saying that it, it was always up and running during election time, or, you know, when... Yeah, so the when, politicians are doing scandalous things. Yes. And it comes back to them, and they, they apparently the owners would blackmail them to get money or something. I don't know. And honestly, that would have been more interesting than what they did with the movie, which was kind of people just showing up at the El Royale after it's... Happenstance. Yeah, after it's not, it's not surveilling anyone, surveying. And people are just there to stay there. Yep. And it's just kind of abandoned. because Because yeah. just the bellboy's there. Like, and he does everything. He He's the only one who works there. Yeah. 
And it's kind of crazy because he is he's going through his own... I mean, every single person is going through their own traumas and their own crazy stories, and we don't really need to talk about all of them because they're just too much. So I would just go see the movie. I mean, the, the like... This, I would say that the positives of this movie were the production design, the cinematography was really great, the acting was really great. Um, I really liked acting a lot. I thought that the screenplay was the downfall of this movie. Um, Cynthia Revo was a fantastic singer. Yes. And really great. And Jeff Bridges was also fantastic. Yeah. And, and, and I like that they were kind of the more focal point because yes. their characters were definitely the strongest. The strongest characters and the ones that get away with in the end because you're the ones that they're the ones you want to support i mean i still like dakota johnson i, I liked her character too. and except and for she her... killed john ham so that wasn't cool that was not cool that was not cool john ham was super funny and then her sister was crazy so right. i just i hated her a lot yeah um and so was chris hemsworth i mean he was scary and did not seem like we were watching chris hemsworth so that's why i'm saying like but he ruined it i i didn't like I didn't like how they they brought him in. Like I I liked I liked how the sisters um interacted with him in flashbacks. There were a lot of flashbacks, mm, yeah. which I like. I liked the flashbacks, but then yeah. once they actually brought Chris Hemsworth up to the present and was now in the hotel with everyone like causing a bunch of shit, I didn't like that part. And it it was kind of a kind of a dumb end. It really was because he was interested in what was going on with these people, even though he didn't really need to be. It didn't make any sense why he cared what any of the other people were doing. Yeah, he just wanted to get the two two girls back and then maybe get some stuff that he could sell or whatever and be on his way. But he he was just nosy and he was... And he didn't have any reason to be there killing people. It really was a very kind of let's just throw this maniac into the into the the, the wild of this already crazy situation. Yeah, because he was definitely a maniac. Yeah, so I just think it could have been better. Yeah, they could have definitely utilized, like I was telling Alessandra, they could have utilized the hotel and done, like, a cool thing out of that. Like, they had, they had a heist involved, like, where Jeff Bridges was pretending to be a priest and he had robbed a bank and the money was hidden there. Like, those aspects were cool. And that the singer was trying to just get to a job in Reno. Like, that was interesting and her backstory was really interesting, but they could have just... I don't know, they could have tied in the hotel. The hotel had so much character and so yeah. much... Like, it was a character of its own. It really was, because it had they, the two sides And they just everything. had it fall flat. Like, there yeah. were, they didn't utilize this great aspect that was right there. Mm-hmm. They had spent all this time developing this wonderful place yeah. and didn't even use it. Yeah, yeah. I was so disappointed. Yeah, I could tell that. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to read some of score. So it got a 60, which is about what I would give it. Yeah. May- maybe a little lower. No, no, 60 seems fine. I would say it was 60. It's fine. Um, let's just do one low one and one high one, shall we? So from Variety, at 2 hours and 20 mo- 21 minutes, this 1969 set period thriller is taxingly slow and almost oppressively self-indulgent, constantly backtracking and replaying already drawn-out scenes from multiple perspectives. Mm, that, was, yeah, that was true. that's very true. That was it, true. It was just unnecessary that it did that. Like, it didn't at, add like, to like it at all. After we'd seen, like, the, gosh, the scene where John Hamm dies, they just go they over saw it three, three times. times. Yeah. Which was completely unnecessary. It was just like pulling teeth. Yeah. And then let's see. An 83 from IndieWire. Uh, the more that Goddard upends our assumptions about who's good, who's bad, and who's going to live through the night, the more we realize we're rooting for all 
all of these fucked up people to get right with the world. It's massively didactic, Mm -hmm. but in a way that encourages us to dwell on how we feel about these characters and how malleable these feelings are. That's, I would say that's very true as well. That's that's exactly what I thought when we left the movie. I was like, that was a character movie. That was about watching what characters do when they're put together. And, uh, you know, I just think, like you said, they didn't utilize... They left out their most valuable character, the El Royale. The plot. The plot. (laughs) I'm not wrong. Oh, you're not. I'm not. You're not. It's like they just threw all these people together... And there was no plot. I was like, let's just see what smoothie Exactly. Comes. Let's just turn on the blender and see what smoothie gets made. That's exactly what fucking happened. There was no fucking plot. Is it a little sour? Did we put in a bit too much banana? You can, you can never put in too much banana. Chris Hemsworth banana? <laughs> well, for you. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know what would be. Do we put in too much kale? No, you can't put in too much kale either. I don't know. How do you, how do you wrong a smoothie? You can you, you can. can. You can. There's many wrong ways to you make You put a too movie. many seeds in it. That's that's how you kill a smoothie. Yep. Too many chia seeds. No, I love chia seeds. Not like... No, they get too goopy. I hate blackberry seeds. Though, yeah. In smoothie. I hate it. You're right. I hate they it. Get, they get stuck in your teeth. Yeah. They really do. You bite and them, and they, they get stuck in your molars, and you gotta yeah. fry them out with your fingernails. Yeah. What do people do who don't have fingernails? How do they get them out of their out of their molars? They go back to the old times and use a toothpick. No way. I don't understand. I don't know how... I always have nail, nails, so I don't know how... This movie had that. too many blackberries in it. <laughs> All right. So... Those were those two it. movies. Uh, if you guys want to hear... We, sorry, this was such a short one. We literally just... Rec- 21 minutes? I how think that's a record. Honestly, we how just... How did we do that? I don't know. I You know, we just wanted to... Let's spend 10 minutes just talking about We didn't shit. have very much to say about these movies, to be honest. We just... We liked Colette. We, we didn't, didn't like... We didn't really like El Batter the, the Bad Times. Yeah. yeah. That's all it. That. That's all there is to say. Really? That's all there is to say. <sighs> So if you liked this episode um, and you'd like to suggest uh, movies or anything for future episodes, please email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com or allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. You can also get notifications for new episodes coming out on our social media. Facebook, just search All By The Popcorn Podcast. Twitter, the handle is at bythepopcorn. And Instagram, the handle is at All by the Popcorn Podcast. And uh, please rate and review mm-hmm. on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, please. We would love to know how you guys are liking liking the show. Yeah, and also, you know, we might do a little bit more of these short ones depending on what movie we're going to see because Emily and I just got the AMC um, movie A list, so we can go see three movies a week. So that's why we were just like, well, what do we want to do? What do we want to talk about? So. You know, these these movies were just kind of filler movies for our week, but I thought that they had some merit. They were really good. We're just going to try and see as many movies as we can. I mean, we'll have to now that it's kind of award season. Yeah. And uh, all the good stuff is just coming out at this time of the year. It's just going to be October, harder. November, it's ever. We have so much to see right now. I, I mean, know. We, have, we have at least three movies that are out in theaters right now that we have to still see. So yeah. it's still going to take us some time. To get all of these out. But with this pass we have now, we can go see so many things. Yep. So uh, let's just hope we have the time to do that. <laughs> we'll find the time. Yeah, we'll find it. When we'll I'm back it. in New York on Monday. Oh, yeah. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you too, man. Yeah. 
I'll see you back at Christmas time. I'm not going to come back for Thanksgiving? No. All right, then. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, Colonels. <laughs> yeah, let us know if you like if you like the nickname Colonels. Emily made it up. I thought it was cute. It is cute. It's been great talking to you guys. We'll have talk a, to you guys later. Have a poppin' good night. Don't. No? Don't push it. Don't. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.